Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We have All gone. right, and uh, do you have a copy of my book, We Will Not Be Silenced? Yes, we do. We're looking at it right now. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live. Okay. Dr. Lutzer is with us, Dr. Edwin Lutzer. And uh, he joins us this week here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. It's the BGE Radio Network out of Atlanta, GA, doctor. And uh, we broadcast each and every week on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. So, doctor, let's talk about your book. It is amazing. I have a copy of it in front of me. Tell me all about it, my friend. Well, I wrote it because I realized that the radical left in America does not believe that America can be fixed. It has to be destroyed and built upon an entirely different foundation. It's actually a a cultural Marxist foundation. Cultural Marxism says we can bring about Marxism without a revolution, like the one that we had in Russia and China, if we do it incrementally, if we do it by... um, destroying the past history and rebuilding it, if we do it by capturing the media, law, education, uh, voting for the right people, it can be brought about. So what I do in the book, I actually show that uh, this explains the destruction of monuments, it it explains the vilification of our Judeo-Christian heritage, because it's like Arthur Schlesinger says, History is to a nation what memory is to a person. If a person loses his memory, he becomes whatever people say he is. So they want to vilify our history. And then I show how it applies to race and how this perpetual racism that we see in society is intended not to solve anything, but to bring about perpetual conflict, accusations, That all is very essential, and we could go into that. Marx said that chaos was necessary. And then I apply it to freedom of speech. You know, Marx believed that uh, if you have freedom of speech, the capitalists might win, so it's time for the oppressed to speak and the government to speak on behalf of the oppressed because the oppressors should be quiet. And this explains what happens at the university. One more thing. Before I go to some of your questions, I also have a chapter on uh, the whole topic of uh, propaganda. Now, the purpose of propaganda is to so shape people's view of reality that no matter how much counter-evidence there is produced, they will not change their minds. And then I apply it to uh, the sexualization of children, socialism, and so forth. But very important to me is every chapter ends with a challenge to the church. The question is, how should the church respond to these developments? Now, you mentioned uh, a, a situation there that you wanted to give a little bit more information on. Uh, give us that information. 
Yeah, in my book, We Will Not Be Silenced, which we're talking about, I show how Marxism is applied to race. Here's the thing. Marx believed that the only way to have a revolution is for the oppressed to be able to overcome the oppressors. So Saul Alinsky here in the city of Chicago, who is a community organizer and a Marxist, recognized that race could be used, race could be used in order to bring about, um, you know, conflict and, um, you know, blame until the oppressed overcome the oppressors. So this is known as critical race theory. Everyone is put into a category. You are either oppressed or you are an oppressor. And the oppressed have to overcome the oppressors. And uh, to for two reasons, everything has to be redistributed, wealth and power. That's what the oppressed want. So what you do is... You divide these categories and you keep them separate and you keep the races shouting at each other. There's no interest in reconciliation. You know, one of the reasons I wrote the book is so that parents would understand why is it that when I send my children to university, why do they come back hating America? So I discuss what is being taught there. But I need to say that the Church of Jesus Christ has an answer for this. Because we say that the differences between us are not that great. We are all sinners. We meet at the foot of the cross. We receive God's forgiveness. And then we ask, what can we do together to make things better? So Christianity says we really don't have a skin problem. We have a sin problem. And that's what needs to be dealt with. So uh, these critical race theories feminism and all of these other social justice theories actually are tearing apart what God intended to bring together in Christ. And we need to understand that. We have a tremendous guest with us today. Dr. Erwin W. Lutzer is with us. He joins us live here on our broadcast. And uh, your book is incredibly well written. Take me through the writing process for this book. Well, you know, once I began to realize that the key to understanding what's happening in America, even to issues regarding freedom of speech and the like, once I began to see that the key to it all is, um, you know, cultural Marxism, it began to make sense. And so you take, for example, in the second chapter, I think it is, I refer to Black Lives Matter. Do black lives matter? Absolutely black lives matter. But the organization that takes that mantra is Marxist. And they also say we believe in the disillusion of the family. Why that? Well, Marx believed that uh, oppression was the key to history. And so what he believed was that uh, the family was a unit of oppression Husbands oppressed their wives, parents oppressed their children, they took them to church, and God was the ultimate oppressor. And so what you had to do to relieve oppression is to break up the family. So once I began to understand all these things, everything began to come together. You know, David Jeremiah, who wrote the intro to my book, he called me on the phone and he said, 
he had read about all of these things, but only in reading my book did it all make sense and all the pieces came together. And so even the sexualization of children that I have a chapter on, that, of course, also is Marxist, because remember, it's very important to destroy a child's relationship with his parents, a child's relationship with God. How better to do it than through sexuality? And the teaching of these transgender studies, which are intended to keep the students in perpetual confusion and to give us, and by the way, that's why the book that we're talking about is We Will Not Be Silenced, is because all of this talk about uh, transgenderism and using the right pronouns, we have no idea anymore what it is okay to say. And that's intentional so that we keep quiet. And many people are shamed into silence because they fear that if they speak, they'll say the wrong thing, it'll go badly for them. And so we shrink back and we're no longer involved in the culture. We have got Dr. Erwin W. Lutzer with us today here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. The BGE Radio Network out of Atlanta, GA, buildgrowandenjoy.com. Now, your book is stealing the hearts of reading enthusiasts everywhere. What elements did you draw upon to develop this book? Well, of course, I did a lot of research. I had to find out exactly what was happening, and those are the kinds of elements that I, I uh, put together. Let me give you an example. There's a chapter on socialism. And I think it's entitled, uh, you know, Capitalism is the Disease, Socialism is the Cure. So I had to study socialism. I had to study Karl Marx. Actually, I had uh, studied him many, many years ago when I was studying philosophy, but I had to relearn some things. And I needed to put this in perspective so that people could grasp it, so that they could understand why it is that socialism so initially attractive eventually cannot work. And uh, people need to be able to understand those things. So I used a variety of sources, as you can see in the footnotes and so forth, to put it together. But what I wanted people to do is to understand the total picture on all of these issues. As a matter of fact, I have a chapter on how the radical left teams up with radical Islam to destroy America. Now, those are two very different worldviews, but why is it that they team up to destroy America? Well, I explain how that is done. So uh, I cover all of those issues, and as you have mentioned a couple of times, the name of the book is entitled We Will Not Be Silenced. We have got a great guest with us today. Dr. Erwin W. Lutzer is with us. He joins us today here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. The BGE Radio Network out of Atlanta, GA, Build, Grow, and Enjoy.com. So what kind of reactions have you been getting to the book so far, Doctor? Well, it has been very positive. And I think the reason is because uh, people have commented on the fact that it is balanced. 
You know, David Jeremiah wrote the foreword, and you can see there on the front cover, he said that if he could, he would put this book into the hands of every Christian in America. But it's also endorsed by Tony Evans and a number of other African-American pastors. And because of this, I think it has broad support. But what it does is it uncovers many of the errors, even in the church today, regarding social justice, because I distinguish that from biblical justice. It covers all of those areas today and gives a balanced view regarding the response that the church should have. And as I mentioned earlier, every chapter has such a response. Now, um, you know, the last chapter is entitled Strengthen What Remains. It's the words of Jesus to the church at Sardis. The church said that it was alive, but Jesus said, you're dead. And then Jesus went on to say, strengthen what remains. And the reason is the church at Sardis had actually capitulated to the world. But even there, it's very important to realize that in that letter, and by the way, that chapter outlines what I think Jesus would say to the church today if he were to write us a letter. But um, even within that context, Jesus said, but there are still some of you in Sardis who have not soiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. So there's a challenge to Christians. It is not necessary even for us to have freedom of religion to be faithful. Just ask the martyrs. And I give some examples of that, of people who died for the faith. But what we need to do is to ask ourselves, are we willing and ready to be able to um, stand against the culture and take the heat and take the consequences? It is a tremendous guest with us today, this week here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. The BGE Radio Network out of Atlanta, GA, Build, Grow, and Enjoy. Dot com. Uh, The good doctor joins us today here on our program. And, uh, Doctor, what's been some feedback you've gotten on this book so far? Any any criticism? Any, uh, you know, people giving you advice? Uh, What's the feedback been? Well, actually, as I mentioned, the feedback has been very positive. There have been some things online saying that uh, Christians aren't being silenced and... You know, there are those who say that people like us are just bigots and we're wanting to exercise our rights. But uh, by far, they are much few, uh, much fewer than all the positive re, uh, results. As a matter of fact, your, your listeners can go to Amazon and uh, type in my name, type in the book, We Will Not Be Silenced, and there are more than 500 reviews on Amazon, and when you go through them, there are about uh, a handful of negative reviews, but virtually all of them are positive, because I think people have been waiting for this book. They've been waiting for uh, this book so that they can cut through what is happening in the culture to understand what is behind it and to be given some encouragement in the midst of the reality of our political polarization, in the midst even of COVID, in the midst of all of the things that are happening, the dominoes that are falling morally. And they can look at this and they can say, this is a resource 
This isn't just for pastors. This is for the common person who's trying to say what's happening in our culture and how do we respond. Tremendous. Tremendous. We have got a great guest with us today. The good doctor joins us here on our big program here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. The BGE Radio Network out of Atlanta, GA, build, grow, and enjoy.com. So, what do you want readers to get out of this book? I think I want them to understand that um, the church today is going to have to relearn what the church has learned throughout history. The church has always been an island of righteousness in a sea of paganism. And so the church needs to relearn all of these lessons, and it needs to know the words of Jesus. If they hate you, they hated me before they hated you, and a servant is not greater than his master. And what we need to do is to accept marginalization and so forth, and to do it with a sense of joy, because uh, blessed are you when men revile you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake, for so persecuted they the prophets that were before you. Now, let me give you an example that I use in the book, and there are many examples of the kind of decisions that Christians have to make. A teacher in the school system here in Chicago told me that he was told it is not enough if you simply... um, tolerate same-sex marriage. If you don't celebrate it, you could lose your job. Now, he knows he cannot celebrate that which God has condemned, so he might lose his job. So the question is, is he willing to forgo his job? That's the question number one. Question number two is, is is the church ready to come around him and to help him and to say, we're going to help you through this, and we're going to be meeting your needs because you did what is right. That's the way in which the early church responded to these kinds of attacks. We have not had to do that because we've always had a government that has been generally favorable to us and so forth, but um, we're going to have to relearn those lessons. The question is, are students in the university going to go along with this woke culture? in order to feel good about themselves? You know, that's the question that people are asking today. Am I woke enough to be seen as generous? You know, I'm not sure I I, uh, spoke about this yet, but I was talking about the cancel culture and uh, how you find that there are people who go along with the cancel culture because that's the price of acceptance. And once somebody chimes in, everyone else has to pile on. So we're going to have to pay a price, and that's not easy. We're not used to it, but um, we're going to have to relearn some lessons. We're even going to have to relearn that, um, you know, the Church of Jesus Christ was not built on the American Constitution, though the Constitution is very, very, uh, very important. You know, the more I know about it, the more amazed I am at our the wisdom of our founding fathers. But um, ultimate, ultimately, it is based on Jesus Christ, not the Constitution. And I point out the, the attacks against the Constitution and such things as the 1619 Project, which is intended 
to show that America is basically racist and capitalistic. By the way, I wonder if the people who wrote that curriculum, which is being used in schools, I wonder if they're going to write the history of other countries based on when they had slaves. We all acknowledge that slavery was very evil. But are they going to do that? Of course they aren't, because this is a targeted project, because it's really hard to get people to hate America if you compare America with other countries. And that's why Saul Alinsky cautioned, never compare America with another country, because it will look too good. Only vilify America. <laughs> that is that is tremendous. It is... Uh... A great guest with us this week here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy, Dr. Erwin W. Lutzer. He uh, joins us here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. Now, I, I want to talk a little bit about free speech, my friend. Uh, you have got uh, a lot of great details on this. Uh, tell us why is free speech important? Well, free speech, I quote Stephen Douglas, Free speech, he says, is the dread of tyrants. In other words, tyrants know that if people have freedom of speech, they can exchange ideas and they can eventually take on the totalitarian state. So what you want to do is to shut down free speech. And we see that happening, of course, by big tech who deplatforms people. And they, um, of course, do that with the intention of controlling what you think. That's the goal. And alternate views are not allowed. And as I mentioned earlier, this is based on Marxism that says that if we allow freedom of speech, the capitalists and the conservatives are always going to win the argument. There's only one way that we can end the argument, and that is by taking away their freedom of speech. And that's why you have the kind of intimidation that exists today and how freedom of speech is being uh, jeopardized. And I want to make a prediction here. The prediction is simply this. That which is canceled today is going to be criminalized tomorrow. It's already happening in some instances and that's the direction that we are going. So the question is, are we going to have the courage and the fortitude to stand for Christ and to take all that? I didn't write this book, and as you mentioned, the title is We Will Not Be Silenced. Yes. I didn't write it so much to reclaim the culture as I did to reclaim the church, to encourage the church to stand for truth and for the gospel and take the heat. It is Dr. Erwin W. Lutzer with us today. We are talking about his incredible, incredible new book. Now, after this riot and the trashing of the Capitol on January 6th, uh, you immediately saw that former President Trump was banned from various platforms and others followed suit. How do you interpret this, Doctor? Well, as far as the riot on January the 6th, we know that the people who broke into the Capitol and did what they did, I mean, they were basically thugs. They were Christian nationalists, which we don't agree with. They did the wrong thing, and they should be prosecuted. But here's the point. All of the security around Washington 
is intentional. It is there so that they can say that the real enemies of America are people who voted for the wrong political party in November, and they are our real enemies, and we need all of these troops and all of these fences to keep ourselves um, to keep ourselves safe. By the way, isn't it interesting that you have such fences and such security around the border of the capital, but there is no security at the border down south between us and Mexico, which also is very interesting that I discuss in the book. But here's the point. We're living at a time, therefore, when uh, rationality no longer is the order of the day. But back to the point about what happened at the Capitol. Here's something else I'm going to predict. If America becomes fascist and dictatorial, it is going to do that under the guise of fighting fascism. So the the excuse will be we are actually fighting, uh, you know, the undercurrent in America, the racist, usually whites, undercurrent, and they are our real enemy. So we're going to make a deal. We will keep you secure if you if you give us your rights, your right to speak, your right to do certain things, and you give us those rights. And we'll take care of you. That's the deal, actually, that has been made through dictators by dictators throughout history. And people have submitted to that because they say, oh, we have to be secure. And uh, in exchange for security, their rights are taken away. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live. The doctor joins us here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy, the BGE Radio Network out of Atlanta, GA, buildgrowandenjoy.com. And, doctor, your your book is absolutely, absolutely amazing. Uh, what's next for you as an author? Well, I'm actually working on another book now that you ask. It's entitled um, No Place to Hide. And I show that the culture is closing in on us in such a way that um, we will we will have to eventually declare ourselves or simply submit to the culture. So that's where we are at. But that's way in the future. For now, what people have to do, and I know I'm a little bit biased here, but you've been very positive about the book. What they have to do is to get a copy of We Will Not Be Silenced. And you can go on Amazon. You can go to Christian Books, wherever books are sold. And you can find it. We will not be silenced, standing courageously against our culture's assault on Christianity. Awesome. Well, your book is tremendous. I appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks for coming on Build, Grown, Enjoy. I appreciate it, Doctor. Thank you, and God bless you. Definitely. Have yourself a wonderful day, my friend. There he goes, the good doctor. And that is Build, Grow, and Enjoy this week. We will see you next time. Thanks for joining us here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.